You're tuned in to the Three Pixels Podcast. Hello and welcome your faces back to the Three Pixels Podcast. We are here with a brand new episode for your ears. So with that, I'd like to introduce Martin and Daviana. Davi, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Good, still doing well? Everything good? Fit as a fiddle. Great. Martin, how are you? You got yeah, a nice grin going on yes. there. Yeah, sorry, I was just uh, double thinking about something. But yeah, I feel great, Ben. You know, where else would I like to spend my time with you guys? Nowhere else. You know, I enjoy it. Even though the pubs are open now, yep. doesn't matter. Not down the pub? Um, I brought the pub with me. I'm having a, uh, a slight sip of my drink, but oh, nothing same. too much. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, everyone. So, okay, this episode is kind of a serious one, but it's important that we talk about it. Humans left behind a record number of e-waste in 2019. Electronic waste grew 21% in just five years. A record set for e-waste ever generated worldwide. 53.6 million metric tons of discarded phones, computers, appliances, and other gadgets. That's more than the combined weight of all the adults in Europe. It's also a 21% increase since 2014, according to a new international report. Just 17% of that waste was officially recycled, the report finds. The vast majority of it was either sent to landfill, incinerated, or vanished away into the bureaucratic ether when officials lost track of it. Who knows where it is today? The report was meant to document global progress on how getting handle on e-waste was going, authors of the paper said, but instead they found that the world has backtracked. The amount of e-waste is expected to almost double from 2014 levels by 2030. That's a danger to people's health, according to report, because the trash can poison people around it and the surrounding environment. You know, I think any sort of waste, I'm, I'm, I just dislike. I even people in parks, they have like a crisp packet or, 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 or even a plastic bottle. Now, around 10 foot around, a, a bin but yet they decide to just chuck it on the floor now that what i just told you that small story is almost what's going on with e-waste people just chucking it in with their normal landfill uh bins their green bins here in the uk and just forget about it yeah. and i it just annoys me waste in general just really upsets me and i always think of like animals and tree life that, that sustain here on earth and how they have to adapt and cope with it because once us humans just chuck it in the bin it's the world's problem now not mine i've done my mm. bit and, and i hate this wasteful nature as every day passes the more we hear about waste across the globe and you see like these smaller underdeveloped countries who taking people's waste and what they have to live in where people are literally sieving through people's waste through rubbish in landfills to earn a living it's just disgusting there is no reason why there can't be some solution of let's just say you've got an old charger headset whatever it may be that you should go into a small little bin which is then taken by your average binman or maybe a, a new scheme where they take yeah. it to tech companies 
and they strip it down for parts, what they want. If they don't want anything like the copper wiring in there is all melted down to make more copper wiring and they make more use of it. I think things like that in the UK could be very feasible. I think genuinely we need to cut down waste. We, 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 we talked about here on the podcast and you see it on many news outlets about how the earth is recovering from global warming and you know how fish uh, migration is up. And we said it before about like I see foxes now like in London and stuff like that. We could be doing more. And I feel like stuff like e-waste has always been sort of turn a blind eye. Sort of people just forget about that. We always want to put other waste. But I feel like we still need to push and sound the bugle horn of every waste could be recycled or can we use it for something else? I think e-waste speaks to a larger culture of disposability. One-use items or in terms of e-waste, one-year use items like how the iPhone comes out every single year. I think that a lot of it comes down to a lack of awareness. Personally, I am not aware of a place where I can go to recycle my electronic items in a sustainable way, especially not locally where I'm in a fairly rural area. I don't know of a place because I feel like it isn't well advertised. And I think that if I was a mega corporation involved in electronics, like Apple, for instance, I would make it part of a new advertising campaign. Here's exactly what we're doing to try and combat this problem. Here's how you can participate. And I would start running it just like any other marketing campaign for a new product. It's interesting you say about iPhones coming out my dad still has an iPhone 4 in, in its case. So he once he finished with it, moved on to a new model, he actually just put it in his case, put it in his wardrobe. And it hasn't seen the day, since daylight since four or five years or however long it was when it last came out. My dad's not the most techiest person. But we do just think, you know what? Apple could probably come, take bits of it, and implement it into whatever schemes or... Um, technology advancements they're doing now and be able to use it i have an old huawei phone which ben will know very well from uni (laughs) and how much i i hated it but refused (laughs) refused to to leave you know to part company with it but i still have that you know and i still have an old lg mg 360 i think it's called and that's still in my desk i actually have a couple of phones on my desk and you're right there is no real hey guys, you need to put this electronic goods in such and such area. Like I've had a lot of wires and stuff recently that I've got rid of and in my local scrapyard, they have like a box to put all your electronic air things in. But, but I knew that because I go there quite often with my dad. Yeah. But like like Darby said, there are some areas in, in this world, not, ju- not just in the UK, that to get to these places are very inaccessible or people just don't even know about them or how you should dispose of them properly. I always thought plastic was plastic, but no, apparently they have like special numbers on at the bottom, like, oh, this is a number four plastic recycle, so this can't go in here. Yeah, You know, there's no campaign. Mm-hmm. And we talk about Apple. Apple are very good at their marketing. You're right, they could probably push something towards saying, hey, bring your recycled tech come to us, we'll sort it out. 
and I'm sure they'll be able to I, make it a success. I really need to jump in because you both mentioned something, and I'm like dying to tell you that what you're talking about exists. Apple in almost every country they operate in has a recycle program and a trading program. They're just not very good at marketing it and they do need to market it more, I agree. But you can take your old Apple device to any Apple store or fill in an online form, send it in. They'll either give you money if it's worth something or you can trade it in and get it recycled for free. And they even built a robot which disassembles iPhones into all their individual metal bits so that they can be reused in new iPhones or in other areas. I'm super grateful that that is available, but I do feel like they're still not doing what they could be doing to combat this issue. It occurred to me while Martin was speaking, a really easy solution would be just to put it on the instructions of your electronic product that come in the box anyway. Here's how to sustainably dispose of this item once you're done mm -hmm. no they definitely could do way more i agree who reads them and this is the problem <laughs> no it's one more paper them. they're creating more paper to put in the boxes so it's a good I it's a good instructions you're one of a minority and i'm very sorry to say that how many people here listening could say yeah i i read through every instruction leaflet i have you know when i first get something it's a lie because you don't. When I first got my iPhone, literally that piece of paper, I looked at it and went, that's going straight in the box. I know what I'm doing. No one really reads them. And you could say, oh yeah, why don't you just put it in a pamphlet, you know? Or on screen as you're setting up the phone. Why don't you go, welcome to your new iPhone. Who would remember that? It's because, better than nothing. You know, you can't course. make sure no one ever, ever forgets, but you can put it in more places. And Apple already advertised a lot. They could do it better. I say that I read the instructions, but actually I skim through them to find exactly what I need to do. And then I put them away again. So that's not really reading the instructions. Mm. That's, <laughs> that would not accomplish the goal here. Really, I'm thinking maybe in the settings app or something, in the case of Apple, because we keep circling back to Apple. Yeah. But like maybe in the settings app, how to dispose or something. Where you buy Apple products, or at least they could do it in the Apple stores or stuff like that. They could do a better process of going, hey, have you thought about what you're doing with your old phone? We, we can credit, we can give you a, a recycle option, blah, blah, blah. I do not know where the nearest Apple store to me is. Our nearest big city is about four hours drive away. So that's probably where the nearest Apple store is. But in Oregon, we have a system where when you buy a can or bottle beverage, the retailer that you buy it from is legally obligated to collect those cans and bottles back for the state so that they can be recycled. What if we had the same thing for technology where whomever sells you your iPhone, whatever, because... I did not buy my iPhone at an Apple store. I bought it. It's from actually a little stand in Costco. Right. They should have a system set up where they will take back the mm -hmm. things that they sell so that they can be responsibly recycled. They reckon about $57 billion worth of gold, copper, iron, and other minerals could be mined from last year's e-waste alone. Wow. I know. I'd like some of that. No offense. <laughs>
Sounds good. I've got an old iPhone in my drawer too. Yeah, I don't think that'll be worth as much, unfortunately. I might ask my mum to come on the podcast quickly. Go for it. Okay, give me yes, a second. Mum is welcome on the podcast. <laughs> oh, hello. 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 Why I bring my mum here? This is Jane. We talked quickly about recycled goods and maybe able to get money off and stuff like that. Mum, you have, I guess, a, a, a story or, or a similar experience when you were growing up about bringing in bottles and stuff. Can you just elaborate what I'm trying to say here? In, in the 60s, there used to be a van that used to come round and called the Corona van. And it was like fizzy pop in... <laughs> that's, that's a bad name. <laughs> no, no, it actually was Corona. Um, and it's what I don't know. Probably half litre bottles, uh, maybe. And it was all different sorts of pops, like lemonade, um, orangeade, and those sorts of things. And you used to get 10p on a return of the bottle. Or, or ten, it was 10 pence. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be 10p in the 60s. But the equivalent of sort of 10p back in the 60s. So what you'd do is you'd collect them up and take them back. So some people had Corona delivered and some people would go to the pub mm-hmm. or to the shop and buy bottles of Corona and then take them back and get their 10p's back or the equivalent. And I thought I saw recently that they were talking about maybe bringing something back like that in. And I think the other example is is milk bottles. When we used to have our milk delivered to the doorstep in glass bottles, pint bottles, and you'd put the empties out for the morning and then you'd get refilled ones the next day. And that's another way that we recycled in, in the 60s and the 70s. Do you think that would be, I think it would be a really good idea to start doing things like that now. But what we're talking about is e-waste. So we're talking about like electronical waste where people, let's say, like chargers, phones, yes. where people would literally just dump them into landfill and stuff. You know, do you feel like something that you've just talked about could be achievable today where, you know, you get a person come around to collect people's waste or you go somewhere and drop it in a box? Just because you have no longer a use for it. Somebody somewhere may have a use for it. Um, I think we have become a bit of a throwaway society. And I know phones, you can, you know, you can sell them back in or sell them yourself. So phones are reusable. Funny enough, I was sorting out a cupboard today and I came across a really old phone that we'd had years ago. And what do you do with it other than throw it probably in the bin? Um, Most people hang on to those devices in the drawer thinking I might need it sometime or might come to use it. It never comes of use, which is typical. And then it ends up in the bin at some point. Because you've lost now lost the charger. Yeah. The charger's now disappeared somewhere. <laughs> yeah, or it um, becomes no use to anyone because of the age of it. That, absolutely. Things should be reused as far as possible. Even as a child of the 60s where things probably weren't reused, I think they should be. I think things that people we need to start thinking about how we can reuse things and how we can recycle. My personal view is that a lot of this comes from a lot of the kids' toys that you see these days as well, that are never built to last very long and uh, have electronic components in them. And kids have so many of them these days, younger kids. I mean, you know, I see some of what my nieces and nephews get in Christmas and I'm like, I never got that many things, that, especially electronics wise. And it's that idea that they're not built to last. So by next Christmas, you're getting more of those kind of electronic or, or devices. there's a new version yes. coming out. So it's obsolete. <laughs> Yes, or, or or somebody wants the the latest version at all times. 
Well, thank you very much for joining us and your thoughts. It's uh, been a pleasure. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for that. No, that was that was great. Bless that her. was a fabulous <laughs> guest star interview. From that was a Martin's highlight. Mom. Yeah, highlight the episode. So thank you very much to Jane for joining us. I'd just like to say that you know, there's not only incredibly useful materials, there's also incredibly harmful materials in a lot of this electronics. Fifty tons of mercury lies within all of the e-waste that officials have lost track of. And much of that will probably be because it's released into the environment. And it's things like mercury that affects the brain and can impair cognitive development of children because of the neurotoxin that it is. Okay, so we don't want to be all doom and gloom because the fact of the matter is, by giving us this information, we can do something about it. And there is more that can be done just by changing your attitude. Now, we talked a lot about Apple and we don't want to just be too biased about Apple, but part of the news at the moment around Apple is that they may be dropping their chargers and headphones that they put in the case. And that brings up a further thought and discussion about what manufacturers put in the boxes of products, which might end up just being automatic e-waste. Things like headphones, which are not that great, that people probably won't use them and they might sit in the drawer and get thrown out at the end of the day. If people are spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds on a phone, they probably will want to spend a bit extra on some nice headphones to use with it and not just use the ones that come in the box. If you already own generations of a device, you might not need the charger anymore. The less stuff that has to be put in a box, like putting manuals in when you can do an electronic manual, for instance, that all minimizes the weight of everything that's in the box. And then that has a bigger impact on the environmental side of things with shipping. You know, less weight means less fuel needed to ship those things from wherever they're made. And obviously less resources to make those things in the first place. It all has a big impact. We can all do more. We can all use services that are available. Just because you can't recycle doesn't mean that you can't use resources like eBay to sell on a product that you don't need anymore. There was a very old graphics card in Martin's computer that I recycled so he could use. And that graphics card, you know, I thought no one would be interested in. It was an old one from years and years ago and barely anyone was selling it online. I put it up on eBay, within a week, someone bought it, someone used it. You could always be surprised by what you think is trash, but is actually useful to someone else. You know, there is a saying that goes along with that. So there is some, there is some truth in that. We will put some links in the, in the show notes to things you can check out. Just because you can't recycle doesn't mean there isn't another way you can reuse something. Someone else could buy something, even if it's broken, and find a new use for it. When it comes to e-waste, as with all waste, it's important to remember that before recycling comes reusing. And before reusing, the most important thing that we can do is reducing. If it doesn't exist, then it doesn't cause any environmental issues. And so I think that that's kind of what we're getting at, is that by reducing the electronic consumption, we can reduce the electronic waste. That's all we have time for on this episode. And I think we've gave some really important information to think about and definitely ways that you can get involved too if this has resonated with you. Look at the show notes. We'll put some important resources. Obviously, this being a global podcast, we won't be able to put in everything for everyone, but hopefully just some ideas that you can start to ponder and maybe might start you looking into your own options where you are because there will always be some sort of option or something you can do. Just get a little creative with it. 
Thank you very much to Darvi and Martin for joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And again, I hope you, the listener, have to. Sustainability is something that I'm really passionate about, and it's been a pleasure to talk about how we can do better in terms of electronics. And thank you also to special guest Martin's mum <laughs> as well. Pleasure to have her on the podcast. Maybe this is the start of a trend. We'll see. But thank you very much to her for joining us. It was really great to have her on board. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Subscribe. Get in touch in all the usual ways. We love you very much. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. You're tuned in to the Three Pixels podcast. I don't know why I have this like instinct to wave to yeah, I, I like some sort of weird song. Yeah. Like, where are that coming from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You guys are a little weird, I have to be honest. Like, it's not like people could it, see us. You know? Like, you know, it's only been like a few months, but you know. <laughs> but I've been doing this since like the first season. Yeah. True, <laughs> this is the it weird is thing. Even when we're in the same room, it's a little weird. Bad habits. Mm. Die, die hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm.